With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're going to fight. We're going to fight and we're going to claw and and we're going to compete. Again, that's the theme uh, until they tell us that we can't anymore. Hello and welcome back to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson. And we are joined, as always, by Pete Waga. Pete, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good to be back. Another week, uh, another week of baseball under our belt, and another week to look forward to. So I am good. It's like 80 degrees today. It's like real oh, baseball weather. I love it. It's been so nice out. I was at Hand Shelton on Monday, and it was gorgeous out. But the problem is, when you go to Hand, it's always so windy. Yeah, um, I wore shorts thinking like, oh, it's beautiful out. Uh, and then from like the fourth to the seventh inning, I was shivering. <laughs> as soon as that sun peaks down, too, you're like, that, yeah. that's it. Once you lose that. Yeah, um, not, not not too thrilled about it. But I mean, the middle of last week was freezing. I mean, like and Thursday was pretty cold. And then Friday I was at uh, I went to Amity Cross and it was beautiful. It was like 60 degrees, something. So hopefully we're, we're rocking with uh, real baseball weather here the rest of the way. But I will take cold. I will take windy over a word that I don't want to use. I don't, not I don't, even, I don't even know what I don't even know the word. Yeah, exactly. Like that word. Like I, I was at. It was funny. I was at the Amity uh, hand game just two weeks ago. I was with one of our photographers, Brian, uh, Brian Pounds, who's a big baseball fan. And him and I are talking and the skies look all ominous and stuff. And he's like, you know, it's you know, it looks like it's about to. And I just looked at him. I go, do not do not say that word. You don't say that word. We do not say that word at a baseball. We do not talk like that in this household. (laughs) He's like, what do you mean? I was like, just don't say it. Don't just don't don't do it. Stop it. No, it's been um, beautiful and it's been awesome. And there's been some great baseball played around the state and some crazy, crazy numbers and wins and you know, good teams losing games to other good teams. It's you know, some teams are on the rise, and one of them who I think might be on that rise is Norwalk. And uh yeah, we're having, we- you know, Coach Ryan Mitchell on this episode in a couple of minutes. You heard him at the top of the show, but you know, they beat Staples uh, last week to end their 16-game win streak, and uh, they beat Darien. And both those games, they had to come back. They scored six, scored eight runs in the top of the seventh against Darien, six of them coming with two outs. They've been putting up a lot of numbers. Uh, I saw Norwalk play a little bit against New Canaan. Uh, they just hit the ball, like ripped the ball all over the yard. Top to bottom, the order was hitting that day that I saw them. You know, balls in the gaps, home runs. And if you go look, they're scoring a lot of runs. Uh, I, think it's, gonna, I think it's nine runs a game. It's something like that. And you're going to have to look. Uh, they're they're going to have to, you know, get a little more pitching somewhere along the line. But what a great first season, though, for for Coach Mitchell. He's uh, he's having a good time over there. You beat Staples. That's pretty good in your first year. Yeah. And then I, they came back to beat Staples. And him and I spoke about it. So I don't want to spoil the interview a little bit. But, you know, when you play a team like Staples or Amity, um, you know, even a hand and that happened against Shelton, uh, the other day, like you, when you play against those teams that are competing a Darien, when you're playing for these teams that are competing for state titles every year and you go down against them, some teams pack it in. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well just, you know, Amity being Amity, we're going to lose. And, you know, some teams fight back and, and we, we have seen it hand came back to beat Amity. Um, Shelton was beating Hand the other day, and a couple of weird things happened in the game. Hand took the lead without getting a base hit uh, in the inning. Like, you know, the new number one hand, by the way. The new number one hand. Yes. Yes. We need to mention that. And they're going to be without their top player for the for this week. Um, hopefully he'll be back early next week. Um, you know, had a little bit of a wrist issue, didn't play against Shelton, and a lot of the guys stepped up. Uh, so it's nice to see, you know. Yeah, they're a good team, Ron. I mean, we we tend to focus on a kid here or there on teams, but Hands are really deep team. Yeah, you know, like. it was a lot of guys with a lot of inexperience. I mean, DePino started every game his sophomore year, but Colin Colin Telford, who was the right fielder as a sophomore, you know, he kind of got more and more playing time his sophomore year. Was starting at the end of the year. He's their center fielder. He's their leadoff hitter now. 
we spoke about him last week. Like now he's the guy. And I spoke to him after the game. I was like, you know, it was you and Anthony and now you're not going to have Anthony. So now it's you. And, you know, and, you know, he talked about, you know, the guys on the team and a lot of guys are stepping up. Um, yeah. So it was nice to see them come back in that game. Cause I got there and I was talking to their assistant coach, Kyle Hines, who, uh, who I've known for a while. He's uh, he used to, uh, used to coach hockey as well as an assistant coach. And uh, he's like, thanks. Now we, now, you know, now we have the jinx. Um, well, that happened, I think it was two years ago, maybe three years ago. Hand became one. And that day, I think it was just like that. Like they went and lost the game, like straight away. They weren't even number one for a day. They were, yeah. <laughs> they it's, it's, it's so nerve wracking going, you know, a, te- a new team's number one. And then you go to that game and they're losing. And you're they like, are. you know, no, in your head, true. you know, in your, as a journalist, you're like, you know, whoever wins, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm doing my job as a journalist, but like deep down, I'm like sweating. I'm like, Oh, it's going to run in the paper. <laughs> and is number one. And then right next to it is going to be a story of them losing. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to look terrible. Uh, they never help us out. It's like, whenever you write a feature on, on a team or a kid and then inevitably that it goes south for them. Yeah, yeah, well, lucky right for away, me, so. I wrote that story on Ryan Daniels. And I'm pretty sure he had two more home runs. So. Yeah, sometimes it works out. Like I did that. I did one on the Greenwich uh, softball catcher, and I went to the game right after that. She had a home run, so I was like, "All right, we got <laughs> we, we got the right kid here." Yeah, you don't want to be used as as an excuse for them not playing well. Oh, team losing, God. it's like, oh, it's your fault. You wrote the story. It's like, really? You jinxed us. You jinxed us. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I went down to Amity on Friday. Coach Sal Capola got his five. 100th victory uh it's unbelievable when you think about how many wins that actually is like the next day jack mcfarland he feels like he's been around forever and got his 250th so he's only halfway to where sal is yeah sal started in 1994 the year after i left high school um our own sean patrick bowley covered him while he was a high school student uh, at amity uh, in his first season but man 500 wins is is just incredible and he got 500 Jack got 250. Rudy, Rudy Moritz at Fairfield Prep got 200. Yeah. I really did love your interview with Sal after when you asked <laughs> about the Mayo. I get to the Mayo, who's got like not, I think 915 plus wins. Maybe crazy. crazy. And Sal, like, you know, if you know Sal, like when wh- he, he laughs, like, don't get me wrong. It's not like a hard thing. You know, he's not one of those coaches where you're like, you make him laugh. You're like, yes. Yeah. Um, but he was just like, yeah, no shot. No chance. We're not no doing chance. that. <laughs> no you talk to any coach. I talked to Ryan Mitchell about it. We were talking because when he got his first win, I was like, "Yeah, hey, you're only like 900 and something away from catching Bob Bob DeMeo. I can't imagine. I mean, it, like, I mean, he'd have to stay there until he's like 90. Like, yeah. So, and th- and this is at a program that is like one of the best in the state that wins over 15 games every year. You know, like, and it's still so so hard to to do that. Um, Burke and Holt super impressed with those two kids in the middle of the order oh dude both of them i mean burke hit an absolute bomb the the wind was blowing hard to write like really really hard to write and burke came up and cut right through the wind and blasted a ball to left and then holt came up and got a wind aided one uh to right because he's a lefty but he he those are those are both those kids are stunts holt is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I mean, obviously him and Juju played as freshmen uh, on Amity when they went to the semifinals and lost to Ridgefield in extras. Um, and then he was a sophomore of the year. They lost in the bottom of the seventh to Southington. But, I mean, I remember him as a freshman. He was a big kid then. And I, I went down to the Amity practice at the beginning of the year to talk to him and Juju for our story. And he, like, gets out of his car and he's like, Pete, comes like running over. And I'm, like, looking at him. I'm like, I think I, I this this got to be Sebastian. But, God, he is – he's got – he's huge. I mean, he is filled out. He mashes. Anytime he, he gets – you know, when he hits the ball and he does it a lot, the ball flies. And I think Burke's even bigger. I mean, he's, like, he's got to be 6'3". Yeah, he's only a junior, six, so he might be He's only a junior, I know. He, yeah. I mean, I mean, look – Wilbur Cross is Wilbur Cross, but I mean, you smash a baseball that far. I don't care who's pitching. They've got a varsity pitcher on the mound. Like, yeah. And you can yeah. do that kind of damage with the ball. It's unbelievable. They are. Uh, Amity's got guys. I mean, they always have guys. They, 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 always, they always have, have guys. dudes. They always have dudes. And you know what? This is a program. It's much like Fairfield Prep ice hockey. You know, I was going back uh, looking at some old finishes and brackets. Like, 
the year Norwalk went to the semifinals in 15, I was talking to Mitchell about that. We, uh, you know, Amity won the title that year. Yeah. As the 14 seed. They don't give a crap where they finish in the regular season. They want to get to the tournament and then they're prepared. It's just like Fairfield prep hockey. They'll come in as the nine seed and win the whole damn thing. Just get in. Yeah, just get in. I mean, of course you like to have home games, all that stuff, but it doesn't matter. Just get in the tournament, especially in baseball. Just in there. I wonder how many of Sal's 500 came from the CIAC tournament. Uh, we could figure it out, but I bet a lot. I bet <laughs> he a lot. Wins a lot of freaking games. I, I mean, a lot. He, I mean, won. for for five years in a row, they won five. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, he's won. He's won five extra games, almost uh, a lot. So he's won five extra games six times, and he's won four extra games two other times, plus yeah. the SEC tournament games that he's won. So. And they had, they had never lost a first round SEC tournament game until a couple of years ago when he actually lost to DeMeo to win nine hundred. That's right. So they always it all, it all ties back in. It all it ties really, back it all ties. It's the uh, what is it? The the seven phases of Kevin Bacon or whatever it's called. <laughs> right? Is that what it's called? No. Six degrees of six, it's the six degrees of Bob DeMeo. <laughs> seven phases of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I love when Pete says things. <laughs> They make no sense. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. But All right. Um, let's go uh, talk to Ryan Daniels. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Ryan Daniels. Ryan Mitchell. Uh, we can talk to Ryan Daniels another time. Uh, let's go talk to Ryan Mitchell, uh, see what he has to say, and we'll be right back on High and Tight. Joining us on the show today, we have, uh, I don't know whether to call you a first-year coach or a second-year coach, but Norwalk baseball coach Ryan Mitchell Coach, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing great, Pete. Uh, I think you could call it a first-year coach. Uh, you know, first crack at a, you know, making a lineup and coaching and managing a game. So yeah, man, first first-year coach. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, we were just talking before the show. I, you know, I remember. God, this had to be like 2014, 15 when I was working at the Norwalk Hour. You were an assistant coach in the baseball program and the football program, and now. Here you are, you know, uh, you took over for Pete Tucci uh, after he retired after the, uh, I want to say the 2019 season, you were named mm-hmm. head coach in early 2000 and we lost the season, but the season's going now this year, you're back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you got a couple of wins under your belt now, but I just wanted to ask you quickly because you were hired on January 9th, 2000 mm-hmm. and you got your first win on um, you got your first win on April 10th of this year. Do yeah. you know how many days in between it was from when you were hired to when you got your first win? Uh, I don't know the exact number of days, um, but I do know it was uh, 15 months. So, you know, you can ballpark it. Let's say uh, four, you know, I teach biology and not math, <laughs> 415, somewhere in that range. 460. Oh, 460. Wow. See, now you know why I don't teach math. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's uh, a it's a it's a website. Wow. I just put the two dates in and it tells me. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you had the upper hand on me. <laughs> this is this why this is how I prepare for my interviews. Uh nice. But I mean it was a long time coming. You know, sometimes yeah. it takes a coach one game, two games a week to get their first win. It took you over a year, not obviously, you know, your fault or anyone's fault, but how refreshing was it to get out there against West Hill and then come out with a win in your first game coaching after all that time in between? Yeah. I mean, when I say nervous and anxious and excited, I mean, the amount of buildup, um, you know, when you've been an assistant for a number of years in a number of different programs and a number of different sports, you, you, you start to think about, okay, you know, if, and when I get an opportunity to be in charge, What's it going to be like? What's it going to be like? And I thought about that for a long time and I was wrong because I thought I was going to be cool, calm and collected. And, and on the bus ride to West Hill uh, on April 10th, I was anything but uh, hadn't slept in a couple of days. I had about 20 different lineups that I put together. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, getting out there and kind of having that first uh, we put up a couple of runs in the first uh, the top half of the first inning and kind of felt like a little weight come off the shoulders. Like, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're in a game now. And uh, this is what I, I really enjoy doing is, is being around the game and managing the game and having the kids, uh, you know, ready to go. And so getting that first win was, was pretty special. 
Um, you know, afterwards, the, uh, the kids kind of jumped all over me, gave me the game ball. They all signed it, which was cool. Uh, thankfully, they waited until we got off the bus back in Norwalk before they dumped the ice waters on me. <laughs> they did it to me uh, in the school parking lot. Once we got off the bus, they said they didn't want me to ride home freezing cold. Look so they were considerate. Those group. Are, yeah, considerate group, kids. Yeah. That's, that's surprising right. for high school kids. I'll be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They're considerate kids. Um, but just, uh, you know, the buildup to that first game under normal circumstances is enormous. And then you throw in a whole year and a global pandemic. And um, yeah, it starts to kind of take on a life of its own. And it was tough to, you know, tell myself, hey, it's only one game. Win or lose, it's only one game. We got, we got another one coming up in a couple of days. Um, not going to lie, though, happy to get the win on day one. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting year. A lot of teams don't really know what they have or what they had coming back because we did miss that year. Uh, so unless you were a sophomore or, or you were a freshman playing varsity, a lot of people didn't have experience coming back. But I know you guys, you had a couple of guys who, uh, who had yeah, some yeah. varsity experience for you guys. Yeah, we had a couple of guys that played for us um, as sophomores. Um, you know, Vance Ward was, uh, I believe, an eight-game winner uh, as a sophomore in the FCAC, which is almost unheard of. Hard uh, to do. So he had some great experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely hard to do. Um, Brendan Evertson uh, had played varsity with us as a freshman, um, was one of our best hitters as a sophomore, and has really kind of continued that Um I think, you know, and you can double check my stats on this. He's north of 650 through seven games, uh, eight games, I think, at this point. Um, so he's really hitting the cover off the ball. Um, past that, we didn't have too many guys with too much experience. You know, a couple at-bats here or there. Alex DeMorne, who's one of our big arms this year, I think he had seven or eight innings as a sophomore. Um, he had a good start against Ridgefield, I remember, when he was in 10th grade. Um but yeah, you know, everybody kind of in the same boat. You don't really know what you've got until you get out there and compete against some of these other clubs. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily for us, we've had a couple of guys step up that maybe we weren't necessarily counting on too, too much. Um, and we've kind of uh, gotten it going. Guys are stepping up. So it's it's fun to see. Yeah, gotten it going, I think, is putting it lightly because uh, you beat Staples last week, uh, yeah. ending their 16-game win streak. And, you know, it's a program that competes for state titles year in and year out. And I, I believe you guys had to come back in that game, if I remember reading correctly. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And then the next day, you come back in the seventh inning on Darien and win. Another program, I'm pretty sure they've won three out of the last four, FCX, or two out of the last four. Yeah, two um, out of the last four. You know, what does that say about this team? Again, not a lot of experience going toe-to-toe with two of the best programs historically in the SEAC for the last 10 years and kind of not being afraid to back down. You know, you go up against Staples and they go up. You know, there are some teams who pack it in and say, oh, that's Staples, you know, and you guys are like, nah, we're going to come back. And then going into the last inning at Darien, down, I believe you you guys might have had two outs too. Yeah, he yeah. put up like seven or eight runs in that last yeah. inning. Yeah, we put up we put up eight, um, six of which with with two outs. We did play the first two with one out. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a very competitive guy, um, and so I've tried to kind of bring that into our program and our team on a daily basis. Um, we have a theme, and it's compete. We we talk about it every single day. Um, you're competing against the other team. You're competing against your teammates. You're competing against yourself. Um, and I always ask the guys, you know, what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to accept of yourself um, and your teammates and of your coaches? Um, and so, yeah, yeah. When you go down, I mean, last week we, we won three in a row, all three, we were down in the game. So um, these guys are hungry. You know, they have a, they have got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I'll say that, um, you know, we do have some talent and, you know, we're not going to really fold to anybody. Um you know, whether that's Staples, which, as you said, is is a premier program in the state. Um, but we also feel like we're, we're a competitive group and we've got some talent and uh, we're going to fight. We're going to fight and we're going to claw and, and we're going to um, compete. Again, that's the theme uh, until they tell us that we can't anymore. So, yeah, um, that's really it. It's it's about competing. It's it's you know, we talk about quality at bats. Um, we average think we're up to seven and a half pitches per at bat, wow. which is competing. 
Um, no. You know, we're going to foul balls off. We're not going to get the pitch. We're not going to let the pitcher beat us on a pitch. We're going to get our pitch and we're going to put the ball in play. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a good theme to, to compete. And uh, so far, it's it's kind of helped us uh, get where we are. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we said, you know, I, I, I worked at the Norwalk Hour, got to, you know, cover it firsthand. My first year in Norwalk, my first spring, was the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. where that Norwalk team, and, you know, there's some names on there um, trying to think, you know, Tommy Benicasso, uh, Reed, yeah. um, the big talented, second baseman. Talented kids. Yeah, what was his name? The big second baseman who went to Central. Um, Dave something. I don't know. But there were a lot of guys on that team, and I just yeah. remember every game that team just fought. They came yeah. back. I think they beat Darian in one game, hit a grand slam, hit the tree. Yeah, you guys are playing at that old field that you guys don't play at anymore. Yeah, the right. It's a grand slam in the last inning. Uh-huh. Everyone's confused. But that run to the semifinal, you know, where you guys lost to Staples in the semifinals. But yeah, you know, just looking back, like Norwalk won three to two against Bristol Central. They beat Wilton, who had won the FCX six five, and yeah. then they beat NFA two to one. All in these close, weird games. And it is that you know that competing, that kind of attitude. Is that something that you learned from coaching under Pete Tucci where, you know, all Absolutely. of his teams, like, didn't matter what the talent level was or who was returning, Pete Tucci's teams were going to fight and they were going to yeah. take you to every last pitch. You know, how much did you learn coaching under, uh, you know, Coach Tucci, who has done so many great things in his career? Right. Um, I mean, there's no doubt the competitive um, and grittiness and grind it out and never say die. And we don't care what team we're playing. We're coming at you with everything we have. That is, that is P2G. That is the mark of a P2G program. Um, and, you know, I played for him uh, football and uh, a little bit of baseball uh, and then coaching under him. When I first started coaching football, uh, coach Uchi was my, was the first head coach that I worked under uh, and obviously baseball. Um, you pick up on that intensity and, that um, that competitiveness and grind it out, and we're going to do everything that we possibly can to to stay in the ball game, and then hope down the stretch, you know, sixth inning, seventh inning, the ball bounces our way. You know, um, if you're not competing from the first pitch to the last pitch, I, I don't know, really know what you're doing out there. Um, to me, that's you're you're wasting it, um, and that's again, I got that from Coach Tucci. I got that from you know me as as a player and as a coach, just. You know, I was never all that great playing sports. Um, and I think that I achieved um, because I was going to compete and I wasn't going to roll over. And that's kind of the, the theme that I'm taking into my coaching career is uh, we're going to come at you with everything we have and we don't care, you know, what you have to say about it. We're just going to come. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Coach Tucci, I can't say enough about, the, the lessons I've learned from him um, when it comes to coaching and, and kind of molding um, young men. I mean, he's, he's in a class of his own, in my opinion. Absolutely. He was one of the best that I've ever got to cover uh, all time guy, really funny guy yeah. to talk to, but yeah. a, a, every time it was a post-game interview, he'd be like, all right, like walk to my car with me. Cause he didn't want to like hang around. But I would yeah. always remember just walking across the parking lot of that field. I think it was like right by like a hospital or something. And we're just yep. walking cars are going by. I'm interviewing. He, he just yeah. wanted to, you know, he wanted to get to his car. He wanted but, to get know, to his car. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you mentioned football and you coach football and you played football. How, how did that help maybe, you know, kind of becoming a head coach? Obviously it's not baseball, but right. just being maybe coaching another sport or getting more experience coaching, did it prepare you to become, you know, to lead a program? Oh yeah. There's no doubt. Um, football is a, is, is a different animal. Um, you know, the preparation that goes into being a football coach from weekly game planning to, you know, uh, X's and O's to what is our off season going to look like? What does our in season training look like? Um, all that stuff transfers over to, to any other sport. Um, you know, obviously it's baseball is a much uh, smaller group of guys. Uh, when you talk about just the team, right. Varsity football, you know, hopefully around 55 guys, varsity baseball, you know, 20, 21, 22. Um, but, you know, my goal was always to, to, to take over um, a program um, and being an assistant uh, with football, 
Um, and that's really how I, how I got started. Um, I, I started coaching at, at 21, right out of college um, and sitting in on meetings and listening to how coaches talk to players, listening to how coaches talk to parents, listening to um, how we approach a practice plan. Um, you know, right now our practices for baseball are regimented to the minute. We have set periods for individual, you know, I would say that my, my baseball practices model more of a football practice than they do a baseball practice. We're moving around. There is no um, downtime. Uh, we are down to the minute with what drill we're doing, how we're doing it. And, uh, you know, you get that from, from the football experience. So, yeah, definitely played a role in, in uh, helping me out right now. You know, you, you, you mentioned that you weren't that good of an athlete. You yeah. said that. And according to the paw print, the Norwalk High School newspaper, um, you were first team all FCAC, first team all state receiver. And in your senior year, you led the FCAC in receptions. That's, yeah. that's better than not a good athlete coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, nobody, nobody likes to, to toot their own horn. Um, yeah. I, 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 I will, I will toot it for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. So maybe, maybe I'll say this all of those stats and all that stuff was, was football, baseball. I was uh, a two-year starter in the outfield. Um, I batted ninth. I think my Q, I think my, my two-year batting average was maybe, maybe 220. Um, <laughs> but I was in the lineup every day and I've talked to coach Bruno and coach Suchi. coach Bruno, uh, Angelo Bruno was the head coach uh, when I was playing here in, in Norwalk. Um, and, and now after the fact, he always told me I, I couldn't take you back to the lineup because you competed because you would get on base any possible way. I mean, I took so many fastballs and curveballs off the arm and the back <laughs> to try to get on base. And, and uh, you know, then I tried to steal second, uh, first chance I got. And, uh, you know, he just said it. He could never take me out of the lineup, not because I was that great of a player, but because, um, you know, I think that my competitiveness maybe fed some of the other guys that were a lot better and more talented to realize, like, hey, you know, Mitchell's playing this hard. And I'm a better ball player. I got to match his intensity, match yeah. his competitiveness. And, Absolutely. Uh, I, how much? Yeah. How much of that mindset do you try to instill in your players? Obviously, you know we talked about you know the program and and that's the way that Norwalk plays. But how how do you how have you tried to instill that in your players? Where it's like just compete, just yeah, give me everything that you have. You can go zero for four. You know you can boot a ball in the field, but if you're going to give me everything, I'm going to give you every opportunity. Right. So you know in the beginning. Even before, when I first got the job last year, I started talking about the importance of competing. Um, and then obviously the whole year gets lost and, and you fast forward. And now here we are in January of 2021 and start, you know, getting the program together and, and seeing what guys are going to be with you and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you start to kind of show them, right? Anybody can say stuff. Anybody can yeah. say, hey, guys, we're going to compete. It's easy to say things. you got to show these kids what that looks like and what that means. And so... From our off-season training, we were competing. Um, you know, I had competitions for how many strikes you could throw in your bullpen. Winner got Gatorades. How many, uh, uh, you know, we had some batting practice competitions, back control competitions. Lay a bunt down first base, lay a bunt down third base. Now you got to hit two balls to the right side. And every time you did it, you got points. So we were competing from, um, you know, off-season training all the way through. Um, and you know, trying to show them that that's how I approach it. Also, I'm competing um, with myself and with the other coaches. Like, you know, we're going to have the sharpest practices and we're going to be the most prepared. And um, they can see that kids are smart, man. And, and they can tell if you're just using some catchphrases and you just got some sayings, um, you know, they can, they can recognize that. They can also recognize when you're practicing what you're preaching and, and you're going to put a premium on, um, that idea of competing. Uh, so yeah, we compete all the time. We even well, weekly, weekly competitions in practice, uh, spin them up into teams. We do BP games. Um, we race, we do, you know, everything centers around competition because in a game that's, that's what matters. Um, and I, I don't, again, you know, want to, you know, toot, toot the own, uh, our own horn here, but you know, we have five wins on the year, four of them, we were down. So, you know, is that uh, because of some of the things that we're doing and saying, or is it just coincidence? I don't know. 
but uh, I'd, I'd like to think it's the the focus on uh, on competition. Absolutely. I, I kind of want to come down and play in one of these competitive games now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'll be honest with you. Tough. I was a pretty good bunter. I, I couldn't. Yeah, hit. there you go. I mean, I wish yeah. I hit 220. Um, yeah. I couldn't hit. Yeah, I we have bunk competitions. We have bunk competitions. Um, you know, that's uh, how I know who can get a bunt down uh, in a game. You know, if yeah. you can do it. We had the uh, we had the catcher Olympics during pitchers and catchers week it was awesome. Uh, such, I mean, it was like a fierce competition. Guys were yelling at each other, but then afterwards, you know, you, you bring everybody together and you say, Hey, listen, we're all part of the same team here, but you are competing. And if you're not competing, you're missing it. That's incredible. I, I caught my entire life. I don't, I don't think I could squat anymore, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, I still, I still have my catchers mint. Nice. A 2000 Did, didn't there get a go. lot of use. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, we'll have you down. We'll have you down for next year's Catcher Olympics. We'll put I'm you in. through the gauntlet. I'm in. I'll throw the GoPro on. We'll get the camera nice. going, and then we can film me, you know, heavy breathing off to the side. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. be dead. Um, That's great. <laughs> I'm in. Just uh, you know, let's do. Let's book it now. A year in advance. Nice. You know, you're a Norwalk guy. We, you know, you played football. You played baseball for Norwalk. You're from Norwalk. You are back teaching at Norwalk. How important was it for you? Like, obviously you wanted to be a head coach. Like we've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the state, again, I've seen you as an assistant coach for a long time, but we've seen coaches around the state who, you know, coach their alma mater and then go take an opportunity somewhere else, you know, because they want to get into it. Right. Was the Norwalk job always the job that you were looking at and saying, you know, when and if Pitucci ever decides to hang it up because Pete, Pete coach for a long time, like this is the yeah. job that I want. I want to lead this program. I want to continue this tradition that helped me, you know, help make me the person that I am. Yeah. Uh, this is the job. This is the job that I've wanted for a long, long time since I decided I was going to be a teacher and coach. Um, and I made that decision probably around 17, 18 years <laughs> old, even before I got into college. Um, yeah, this is the job. This is the opportunity. Um, you know, I bleed green uh, and I have for a very long time. And uh, I think that there's something to be said for, um, you know, that that fire and that level of, of commitment and dedication to the school and to the town and to the program. Um, again, the whole idea is getting kids to buy in. And if if you're, you know, bleeding those colors and, and you know, this is where you want to be and you're not going anywhere. Um, you know, I think that that's how you can really build a program. Um, you know, a team like, uh, a Staples, you know, Jack McFarlane has 250 wins, right. He's been there for an extremely long time and he's put in all that dedication into it. Um, you know, uh, Amity, one of the top pro programs in the state, same idea. Pete Tucci has 299 career wins. Um, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? So right now I've got eight games under my belt. I got a long way to go, <laughs> but uh, I- I'll tell you this, um, wherever, uh, however uh, long I go, it- it'll be here uh, in green and white. Well, Bob, Bob DeMeo has got like 917 wins. So you know. yeah, all right. So I got, I got a long haul. It's a that's, long haul for that's me. That's the bar. You talk to any coach who like just started or like, yeah. you know, when Sal Capola won 500 the other day, like uh, yeah, Scott and asked him, he's like, so you think you're going to, you think you're going to catch Bob? <laughs> yeah. Right. You're half, you're almost, you're just over halfway there. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. That's wild. Um, you know, but I, I would be remiss not to ask this is uh, Scott's favorite question when we have our guests on. If you've listened yeah. to you know episodes, you're a Norwalk guy through and through. So if we're gonna go cover, I, I know what my answer is because I work down there, but if we're gonna go cover a game at Norwalk High, where are we getting food before or after the game? Oof. Um before the game, I'm a huge fan of JB's deli and pizza. It's right on Tierney Street, which is right down the road from Nathan Hale, where we play our home games. They have a sandwich called the McQuaid, which is a chicken cutlet, hot chili, bacon, American cheese, and chipotle mayo. And really? it is it is a game changer, okay? It is a game changer. Um, so, yeah, I'm a huge JB Deli fan. Um, post-game, um, after a win, I like O'Neill's Irish Pub down in South Norwalk. Uh, I've been going there for uh, a long, long time. They're uh, great guys, uh, and they've got a great atmosphere. They've always got a baseball game on, so that's always a plus. Um, you go with a good burger. They got wings, and obviously, whatever uh, whatever your beverage choice is, they're they're ready to go for you. So 
those are my two spots. I that deli sandwich sounds. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. I go. I went to the hand game the other day, and the hand baseball team was like, "You got to get this sandwich." I went. Mm-hmm. It was bomb. So now yeah. I go to a Norwalk game. I'm going there. JB's I was deli, always, man. Yeah, I was always a uh, garden catering. I just I love their. Catering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> garden catering is great. Garden catering is great. Uh, I'll dabble, but uh, for me, for me, nothing trumps JB's deli. That's my spot, man. I love it. That sounds absolutely delicious. And now it sounds good. So now I'm going to have to come to a Norwalk game, even though there I you go to come anyway. There you go. Uh, but now I know where at least I'm getting lunch. Um, mm-hmm. But coach, thank you so much for jumping on with us. I, I, I really do appreciate it. It's great to see you guys out there competing. Uh, and it's nice. It's nice. You know, you know, I bring it up again, but I remember seeing you, you know, as an assistant coach and being on the sidelines in football and being by the dugout uh, in baseball for Norwalk and now seeing you lead the program, those big wins, it, it's really great to see. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad you, uh, you know, were able to jump on with us today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. Um, you know, this is uh, it's great to get, to get some coverage and you guys do an absolutely fantastic job. And, you know, we look forward to to reading your articles and listen to the podcast and the players are in on it. So it's uh, it's a great thing. So thank you guys so much. Absolutely. And when I come down, I'll get you a sandwich too. So we'll hang. Yeah. Perfect. That's a deal. Thanks, Pete. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. All right. We are back. Uh, Pete, nice job with Ryan Mitchell. Uh, Sorry I had to miss that one. Uh, You know, orthodontist appointments and teachers' schedules for doing interviews sometimes run together and it is what it is, you know? Yeah. No, Ryan, Ryan was great. Uh, I mentioned it on the in the interview, but I remember when Ryan was an assistant coach for football, baseball at Norwalk. I mean, he is a Norwalk guy through and through, and he yeah. does that at the end of the interview, but that was he wanted that job. That was the job that he wanted, and uh, it's nice to see you know, a guy staying at home um, to teach. I love, I love when that happens. I mean, it, it almost always works out, too, because they have such a passion for the town and the school. They're working in the schools they know the kids they know what it's like to grow up in norwalk or stanford or wherever they're from um so yeah we feel really good for ryan mitchell and they're off to a great start too i mean look you beat the number one team in the state and their 16 game winning streak you beat darien and you're scoring a lot of runs you're having a lot of fun like that was the thing i noticed about that team they were having a lot of fun the west yeah. hill coach even noticed it. he pointed out to me he goes i saw how much fun norwalk was having and i said i want our kids to have that much fun uh, I, he, when he, we're playing yeah, we, we heard it in the interview, but he talked about he does a lot of games at practice. He makes everything a competition. And yeah, uh, I, think I, I think I snagged an invite to the Catchers Olympics next year. Ooh, what's that? Uh, it's he they do like a competition during pitchers and catchers. Yeah. And uh, I told him, I was like, look, I caught my entire life. I don't think I can squat down anymore for extended period of times, but I'd love. And he's like, you're invited because you come, you come next year. So, OK, so you and I have to go head to head. then. Yes, of course. Oh man, we both got to. I got to get out on this. I got to. I got to start icing my knees now. <laughs> I'm still catching once in a while. You know where I get it more now than my knees? My hips. Ooh. After I catch the kids at Little League, uh, yeah, uh, I feel it in the hips a little more than the knees uh, these days dude, for whatever I, reason. Wednesday mornings when we do this show is my mornings after softball on Tuesday nights, and yeah. uh, you know I am just so sore every morning. To like roll out of bed is like. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> the knees man the, the lower back like oh god you know pete you know pete i am i am everything every bone cracks now when i like stand up you're the, you're the youngest old man i know yes that's that's what i, I, I that's not the first time i've heard that recently um from more than one person so i got the energy but not the the muscles and the bones don't uh they don't work the same anymore um let's talk about new milford baseball I, I mean, New Milford baseball, I mean, out of nowhere, coming, coming, they start the season with four losses, five, five losses. losses. They were five, five losses. I want to preface this by saying I love Ryan Johnson, their head coach. He is yeah. awesome. He's a great guy. We, we converse on Twitter. He's big in the CT base community on social media. Yeah. And I look, I will put my foot in my mouth and admit when I'm wrong. We were trying <laughs> to figure out games to cover. I think it was last week. Friday. Yeah. And we decided to not cover the new Milford Barlow game because I said, there's no way new Milford's going to win this game. Barlow's good. New Milford's 0 and 5. Yeah. Right. I'm wearing this. I said it. 
New Milford goes out, they beat Barlow. So all of a sudden I get a, I get a message from, from our editor being like, Hey, good call, Pete. Um, <laughs> well done. And, yeah, and the new Milford, the new Fairfield Matzo game was nine, nothing. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the game we decided to cover instead. And then they go out and they beat number eight mass. <laughs> so uh, shout out to the green wave. Shout out to coach Johnson. Um, my bad. That's why you gotta love baseball, though. It's man. baseball. I mean, it's, it's baseball. You gotta love baseball. It's baseball, like, Scott. It is baseball. I mean, especially in high school baseball, you know, and then when, you, when you're not facing the, another team's number one, maybe like you never know what's gonna happen out there. And you know, all those teams in those conferences generally can can hang with and, and probably beat each other on a given day. You know, when you talk about the SCAC, SWC, um, the bottom teams aren't that far from the top that you yeah. just can't. You know, like. There used to be years where there were some really bad teams at the bottom of those leagues, but you can always pretty much hang now. So yeah, great for New Milford. Um, we love their, you know, we love the Green Wave uh, mascot and, and their uniforms up there too. So you know, happy it, for them. Um, well, uh, Massac is look, Massac's still a really good team. Yeah, New Fairfield's still a really good team. Like, don't put too much stock into one loss in a, no. in a baseball season. It's really hard to to go undefeated here. Yeah, well, I will say, I mean, it's just too funny that that happened. And I, you know, foot in mouth. Um, well, I, and, you know, New Milford, we were going to be there. But Sal Capola, we found out that morning that he was going for 500. So I shifted there. Someone else shifted to New Fairfield. And that's the way it goes sometimes. You know, like it happens. But, uh, you know, we got we still got to see some good games. Um, speaking of good games, there are obviously great players this week. Uh, you know, your top performers list is on game time. And, you know, it's funny to look at. It's not, uh, it's funny for me, but you look at some of these names and it's like Bo, uh, Bo from Killingly. Uh, Yawowski, Yawarski. I'm sorry, Bo. I got a last name like Pagwaga. I think it's Yawarski. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ryan Daniels is on here. Uh, you know, Carter Kelsey, Frank, Frankie Mazzucato. We're starting to see the um, same names pop up every week. Yeah. And I'll happens, be honest, so. I noticed this at the hand game the other day when they were playing Shelton. And every time Anthony Steele got up, who's Shelton's big guy going to Penn State, I, I took I put my still camera away and I took my video camera out. Yep. And yeah. he is, you know, I, I don't know what a good name for these kids would be, but like I can't like if I'm ever at a St. Paul game and Ryan Daniels is up, like I'm taking my video camera out. If I'm the Killingly and Bo's up, I'm taking my video camera out. I'm putting my my uh, digital, you know, still camera away. And I'm taking my video camera out. I'm trying to come up with like a cool name for who these kids are, or, you know, what group this kid, these kids should be considered in. Yeah. It's must see at bats. I mean, I did the same thing at hand when, when Stevens came up, when Hulk came up, when Burke came up, I was like, I'm recording these. Yeah. And I got two home runs out of it. There it is. Like those, <laughs> like those are the kids that like, you know, you put the digital camera away, hoping that they don't you want the video. Yeah. yeah you want the video. Cause you feel like, you know, I feel like as someone who takes photos as well at my games is like, it could be a really cool photo of Juju hitting a home run, but you know, it'd be really even cooler watching that, that ball better. go over the fence and watching him run around the bases. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We have, we have, we have to come up with a cool name for yeah, that. We're going to come up with a cool name. Anyone, yeah, anyone, anyone can submit it. Too. Yeah. We'll just like come up with a list on this podcast of like must see guys who like, you know, you want to get the video of them. I, I'm not cool enough to come up with names, you know. So uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it's true. It, it is. I mean, there there are guys in Major League Baseball that are like that. You know, when Mike Trout or Mookie Betts comes up or something like that, you got to watch. Yeah. And it's the same in high school baseball. When certain guys come up, you want to watch. Yes. Yeah, they're going to do something. You record it. You wanted to see them do something. You know different that a lot of guys can't do and uh and they do that, it pretty routinely too yeah, i mean not that you know there are times i take photos of kids and a kid it's a home run and i'm like oh darn of course <laughs> like, i, I mean there, there's so many times where kids hit home runs and i'm not we're, we're not recording but yeah well, it is what it is hard, you know? it's hard to do to juggle you know three different things during a game but those kids are the ones where i'm like i'm like shuffling my other camera in my bag i'm getting i'm and like the first pitch of the at bat the camera's like being you know, going up and down and just to get centered. And you need, you need to, I'm, I'm to clean the plate off for you. Kill some yeah. time. <laughs> like I'm getting my camera out. I'm getting like, just hold on. It's like when a kid gets hit by a pitch or something, they give them a little extra time. They'll sweep the bag, yeah. you know. Give them, oh, give there them. was, it was funny. Uh, speaking of that. So I was at Hamden prep last week and uh, something happened. There was nothing like crazy, but like, 
kids were stepping off the mound, stepping out of the, the plate, and the, the ump just wanted them to take time. Like, he wanted to call time to just slow everything down. But Hamden plays on a turf field, okay? It is turf. Yeah. The ump goes out, and he starts brushing off the plate. <laughs> he knows it. I know he knows he doesn't have to do this, but he was just trying to slow. He was just trying to get everybody to relax. That's what, and that's what you do. That's yeah, instead I, of like making it a scene, you go up and you sweep. I mean, look, yeah. that's they, they're kind of trained for that. I mean, that I, I don't know if they're specifically told that, really but they all do funny. it. I'm like, like, what is he wiping off the plate? The little black pellets. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was funny. I, I got a good laugh out of it. That's pretty funny because it's probably just an instinct for him. He might have even gotten up there and been like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already here. I got the brush. Yeah, out. yeah, let me just, let me just pretend. <laughs> um, so look, there are some more really good games coming up. We have a bunch of good games coming up on Friday. Uh, they're on the games to watch on Game Time CT. Uh, we're gonna put those. I'll put those back out uh, today and tomorrow um, through our social media, so you guys can see all those. Uh, and we have a lot of good baseball content over there. We profiled a lot of players, a lot of teams. Uh, I know you were up in up in East Catholic recently. Um, uh, you know, uh, Will Aldum and I are working on a story about, you know, training and technology in baseball. So, you know, we're in the thick of baseball season now. Pete and I couldn't be happier that we're in the thick of baseball season. Um, Every, everywhere I go, every coach I talk to, I'm just like, I'm so happy that I'm here. So happy. They're happy to see us. They're happy that they're playing. Oh, like, they, could, they could be wildly unhappy to see me. But, you but know, not I, this year. I, I actually said that to Chris Borelli after the prep game, after they lost. He's like, oh, sorry, we didn't, you know, play better. I was like, Chris, I go, I think it's my fault. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, I don't think I've seen you guys win a game in like three years. I was like, I think yeah. it's me. <laughs> I, I love when, when we get blamed or praised too. Uh, I remember Rob Colonay, the uh, Richfield girls basketball coach, saw me this year. He's like, oh, yes, we always win when you're here. I'm like, oh, no pressure. Well, I'll tell I'm you. Like, I have nothing to do with this. The only one who could ever – the only one who could truly ever get mad at us – and I got to look it up quickly. I have it open, but it's Ansonia coach, Pat Lynch. Yeah. He came on the show last year after they had won. I think they were like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. They had seven wins. They were seven in three. He came on the show. We were talking and then they didn't win a game the rest of the year. Yeah. He's the only one who's allowed to get mad at us. Sorry, Pat. You can blame us if you want. I mean, I would. I mean, I'm not pitching, but sure, if you want to blame me. <laughs> no, I just felt bad. It was like, because then coaches started coming on, and they're like, oh, do I, do I really want to go on? Like, you know, Pat hasn't won since he's been on the show. And I'm like, uh. uh it, it seems to happen all the time. And again, it's just random. But, yeah. you know, there are other times where they, where they keep rattling off wins, and we don't even think about it. But when you have someone on the show, and then the next game they lose, we're like, ah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> Screw this one up. But, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot. I, Scott, I don't know about you. I've been getting a lot of DMs uh, oh, yeah. telling us to go to games, continue to do that. Um, yep. You know, if something's going on in a part of the state where we're not, go we haven't been yet, or maybe we don't live near, um, you know, let us know. We'll travel. Like I said, I did Bristol last week to see Ryan uh, Daniels. I went up to East Catholic to see Frankie. On Tuesday, I'll tell you both. I've spoken to both of them before those practices. Um, you know, I want to come to games. I want to go see you guys. So let me know when someone's pitching, when, you know, there's a big game coming up. Like, we'll try our best to be there. We can't guarantee it. Um, no, but the, the reminder helps. I mean, there's so many games and so many kids and so many things to go see. So when you shoot us a note, I mean, look, I, I, like I said, that's what happened with Amity on Friday. Like the athletic director sent us an email Friday morning saying Sal's going for 500. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been at that game at all. Yeah. And we would have been um, taking ourselves. So, right. But, you know, we can't, we just can't always know what's going on. So, and we do not mind at all. I, I sometimes have coaches saying, I feel weird reaching out to you and talking about my kid. And I'm like, please yeah. let us know. Let like, us. Just, it's it's, it's yeah. just impossible to try to find every kid that's doing everything. And as you can tell, when you look at those like top performances, there's so many. And I left a bunch off. Like, yeah, the, the kids are doing a lot of great things this year on the baseball field. We know it. So just let us know who you are, uh, whether you're a kid, whether you're a coach, whatever it is. Uh, we want to know. We want to feature you here. We want to write about you. Um, so if you want to get in, just, just shout it. Just give us a shout. 
And yeah. we're, we're both pretty good about that. Yeah, exactly. And my DMs are open. Uh, courtesy of having my DMs open, the hand baseball team was like, you need to go off menu at Bradley and Wall and get the boss wrap. And let me tell you, that was the greatest decision that I've made. So what is this? This is a chicken cutlet with Z Chicken inside. cutlet, penne, and just mutz, mutz cheese everywhere. Just everywhere. Mutz. Just the, it's the Italian, the the mood. The is it like a chicken parmesan, or is it just a chicken cutlet? Like it's a chicken it... cutlet. I'm pretty sure it's it's penny vodka. Oh, it's penny vodka inside. I'm pretty positive, yeah. But it's an off menu item. Off menu item. So how'd you order it? What'd you say? I said I want the boss wrap. Oh, it's called the boss wrap. It's called the boss wrap. That's what they were. That's what I was told. That's what the hand baseball team told me. And then I end up going there after I do all my interviews, and the line's out the door because there's 12 hand baseball players ordering the <laughs> damn thing. They should have let you cut the line. Yeah, I was like, they're like, oh, hey, Pete. I'm like, yeah, guys. Like, can, can I, try, I, I tried to ahead? go to the I tried to go to the Amity House of Meats or whatever it's called, uh, but I went after the game. That was my mistake. They were they were closed, so I got to go back. Um, I was very intrigued by the sign and by the menu that I read and online. Amity Meats. So. I spent. I got many Saturday lunches there in college. Yeah that that would be the spot to go for lunch. A hundred percent. I was hoping to get like a late sandwich, but. Not to be. Um, yeah, I, I've so. gotten there late. Sometimes when I go to a practice there, I like sneak in and they're only like, oh, we only have this, this and this out. And I'm like, fine, I'll still get it because it's still fine. fine. It's you like know. when I drove to Wallingford uh, to do a Sheehan girl story this year. And I was like, I know what's next door. Neil's Donuts closed. It was like closed on a Monday or something. And I, I texted you. I was like, it's closed. Neil's Donuts, <laughs> donuts. is so good. Um, I'm trying to... Um, I, I've been trying for a while to get the uh, the hockey the hockey rivalry between Lyman Hall and Sheen to be named like the Neil's Donut Cup. Um, I've literally put it on Twitter <laughs> maybe the last like five years. And I, I when I was doing the hockey beat this year, I was writing it into the poll into games to watch. <laughs> I was trying to speak it into existence so much. Both athletic directors love it. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, let's you know, let's just do it for baseball. Where's Lombo? Lombo, if you're listening to the show. Dom uh, Lombardozzi, the the baseball coach of Chan. If you're listening to the show, let's make it happen. You can name. Look, all I want is credit for the name. You don't have to. I don't want it to be named the Pete Pugaga Neil's Donuts Cup. I just want when we speak no. it into existence and it happens 20 years from now, when they're like, "Oh, how did this start?" and be like, "Pete Pete Pugaga, he spoke it into existence. Blessed be Pete Pugaga." That's all I want. The guy just loved donuts. That's it. That's all I want. I will say I missed the thing I missed most about doing this in, in person is that you would often show up with boxes of, of Neil's donuts. True. So I, was, I did. That was my thing. I'd always and there was a place that. in Hamden too, where you got donuts from too. Yeah. Whitney, Whitney donut. down. Oh, Whitney. Do- yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it makes, makes everything better. I'll be honest with you. I had a Chipotle burrito before this. It was delicious. I thought about eating it on the show because I didn't know if I'd have enough time. Thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I ate it in like four minutes. Good. I'm sure you'll feel fine later. Oh, I'm gonna. It's gonna be. I'm starting to feel <laughs> terrible right now. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's bounce. Um, we will see you next week on High and Tight. We want to thank uh, Ryan Mitchell from Norwalk for joining us. Uh, I want to thank Pete for doing that interview. And we are gonna see you guys out on the baseball fields this week. And we will see you back here next week on High and Tight for Pete. I'm Scott. We'll see you next week. Later.